So you guys have a couple of hours to get ready. So for the sake of it, you guys get cleaned up, but it does take a bit to get dressed. So we're just going to jump into that. So as all of you collectively after sh bathing and kind of collectively back in the rooms, you guys kind of make your ways uh. For the sake of it, you guys make your ways to kind of separate areas of the house to go get ready. Uh, Himiko grabs you, Mio, and you, Kaito, and it's just like, you already know the drill, you two. I need help getting ready. So she kind of grabs you and takes you to, like, one of the dressing rooms. Shodai and Daidoro, you guys, at, with Hitoshi, you he's like, hey, uh, I need some help with this, and grabs you two to kind of help him get ready for a little bit. And then on top of that, uh, Yaka, you find yourself entering uh, your room to kind of get dressed as you're the only one. And as you open it up, just like Batman, you find your uncle Ikigai just sitting there eating some food. <laughs> Hello, Hello, uncle. I suspect that the hunting went well. Uh. It did, actually. Um, all of uh, all of my friends did very well. Even the uh, th uh, the kid from the Mantis Clan, uh, Hitoshi, he even uh, managed to bag a boar. Good. Then we will be eating well tonight. That we will, Uncle. Uh, alrighty. And so, Yaka, as you get ready... You notice on your bed that there is a uh, actually there is a folded piece of parchment for you with your name kind of in kanji written on it with your name on it. It's just sitting on top of your uh, tatami mat. Uh, as I pick it up, I uh, turn toward uh, Ikigai. And, uh, Uncle, did uh, did you deliver this or was this in here before you got here? Well, did I deliver it? I'm asking the DM. Uh, you, in fact, did. <laughs> no, it's a mystery. <sighs> I just kind of, kind of hang my head a little bit and try not to smile and I open up the, the parchment. <laughs> I love it. All right, so Yaka, as you read the letter, immediately you recognize the handwriting You've seen it way too many times before. This is the handwriting of your father. And so as you are reading this letter, essentially what the letter boils down to, he writes, my dearest Yaka, I hope the exam is going the way that you hope it is. Your uncle has been filling me in on your successes and your missteps. And... I hope that you are successful in this endeavor. 
I know things have not been the most easy with the passing of your mother, but I wish to talk with you before you head back home tomorrow. So if you could find the time, meet me in the garden after your final exam. I wish to discuss some things with you. It's like your sincerely your father. And then just the signature with his signature all over. This is like Lord. And then, of course, your family name as well. Well, at least he actually referred to himself as my father in this letter instead of just Lord Nokaze as usual. Yeah. Something you said, Uncle, must have really sunk in. Usually when I speak, people listen. It comes with the territory. That's why I'm the diplomat and he is not. Yes, but uh, you know how, uh, how my father can be so stubborn at times, but just reading this, it seems like something is definitely changing with him. Well, whatever you said, Uncle, I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome, nephew. And speaking of stubbornness, your father was so stubborn that he could restart the Boar Clan on his own. <laughs> Not that I encourage him to do mm. so, that would be treason against his clan. Oh yeah. As soon as things start lightning, uh, lighting up, or lightening up, uh, last thing we need is acts of treason. Let me worry about it's Funny, that it's... And uh, you just... Of course, Uncle. For the, for the dinner. Of course, Uncle. I did bring some of my old... Um, old kimono. I uh, know they might not fit as well, but um, they should be up to uh, snuff for these uh, <clears throat> pompous asshats that are the Crane Clan. <laughs> They, they do like uh, form over function, don't they? Yes. Try the gilded ones. Those are my favorites. And he's going to go back to eating. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So, Yaka, you continue to get dressed. You have something that you're going to need to do tomorrow for the after your final exam. Uh, so this is going to be a fun time. So in the meantime, we're going to cut over to our trio of Hitoshi, Daidoro, <laughs> and Shodai as we kind of go into the room and we see these two. I don't want to say struggling. Struggling is not the correct word here, but somehow like Hitoshi has been wrapped up like a blanket, like a pig in a blanket. It's just like his kimono has caught him in places that it shouldn't be. Like it, it's just it's just a hot mess right now. <laughs> but Hatoshi just looks over at you too. It's just like, are you sure this is how it's supposed to go? I feel like I feel like this isn't how it's supposed to go. Like, it, like help. You're fine. You're fine. It, you look like the finest silky caterpillar right now. So Sh Shodai's gonna be standing there, like. Again, uh, his arms crossed, one hand 
will be at his chin uh, with two fingers touching his chin. Uh, he'll be lightly, actually with one finger, with one finger, and he's going to lightly be tapping his chin. He's like, I don't know. I think it's as if something's out of place. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe his head is in the wrong hole. I think that might be it. So uh, should I, should I will, 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 will take a step closer and be like, maybe. Can we, and he'll like motion, you know, and make like a little twirly motion with his fingers. Um, uh, put your head into another hole. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a there's like five holes, so I guess one of them's bound to be the right one. <laughs> so let's go just... let's go with hole three. Hole three right now, I think is mm. is I think that's the one. I think I think it's a good number too. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. Sure. Um. <laughs> and it's just like he kind of takes it off, and then he goes with it. It's just like, is this correct? <laughs> hmm. And I will slowly uh, lead over to um um. Um. Uh, Diderot? To Diderot. Uh, <laughs> he'll slowly lean over to Diderot and he's like, No idea how this is supposed to look. You know, neither do I. My mom usually does it for me. Right? You look fine. It looks great. Hold number three is the right choice. Hold number <laughs> three is the way to go. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. So. <laughs> so as you are continuing to uh <laughs> help him help Hitoshi get ready you guys by some miracle you guys are able to make him look presentable and so with him complete the two of you start to get ready yourselves uh Shodai as you are getting ready, again, this is you know how to put on your kimono. You know how to get dressed. In fact, you're looking very spiffy, my mans. But as you are getting ready, you feel something in your left pocket as you're kind of tying up the obi to tighten up the kimono a little bit. And you kind of just feel something in your pocket. Um, so, uh, Shodai's kimono, um, being the ceremonial kimono, uh, is probably the finest piece of clothing that he has. Um, it's definitely made out of, uh, a finer material. I don't want to say it's made out of silk, uh, because again, being of the unicorn clan, um, I don't think that they would be that, um... Uh, they would be that fancy, uh, but it's definitely made of, of uh, nice material. And um, this kimono uh, is definitely doesn't have any patches on it. Um, it's a it's a, it's a darker purple with some lighter purple accents. And um, uh, on the two uh, by where his uh, two chests are, are the um, in a very like light um and a very light gray is the unicorn um, standard um, 
on his uh, kimono. Um, he would, when he feels the the the, the thing um, by his obi, he's like, oh, 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 and he kind of he'll kind of like like try to look behind him and like we'll do a 360 kind of like a dog or cat does when they're trying to lay down type thing right and then he'll stop and he'll finally like grab the thing and uh and pull it out and take a look okay so as you are like <laughs> sorry i just i i'm visualizing this image and it's great <laughs> i'm just like running around in circles like a dog chasing its tail but eventually you stick your hand in your pocket and you um you take it uh whatever it is out of your pocket and you know that well upon taking it out at first you're just like huh what's this and you notice that it looks to be about eh, rectangular in shape uh you feel the material of it. It's a little bit heavier. You kind of uh, look at it and you notice that at the very top of this, it's embroidered kind of like in this purplish and gold kind of like accent around the border of this uh, kind of paper. And on the front of it, you just see a uh, in kanji. There is a number written on there, which is written for seven. And on it, you see a picture of what looks to be a woman kind of face covered in kind of a match, similar matching kind of like purple and gold kind of like shroud covering her most of her face. But you can see her lips and kind of looking at an angle looking down at a uh, baby kind of wrapped up in like this white linen cloth as well. And the further that you look at it, you start to see that this card, at least the image in it, begins to move a little bit. And you see that this woman is putting this baby down in some sort of basket before kind of like standing back up and walking away. And then the uh, card goes back to that first image of this woman holding a baby. Uh, do uh, the scene that plays out on this card, does it echo in uh, Shodai's memory at all? And actually it does, because F there's a few moments that pass where you're just like, OK, well, this is weird moving cards. That doesn't usually happen. But you feel that somewhere inside of your brain, you start to feel I don't want to say a throbbing pain, but you feel kind of the back of your head begin to pulse a little bit. And as you kind of grab onto the spot and close your eyes a little bit, you open your eyes and you kind of the scene that you witness, you find yourself kind of now in front of it, like as if it was happening in person now. And as you take a look around, same woman, same outfit, she's putting the baby in the basket. But as you take a look around further of the landscape, you see that this baby is being dropped in front of what seems to be a familiar place for you. And in fact, you, present day showed, I know this to be actually your village where you live and you grew up. 
So, Shodai, he watches this, right? And as the lady puts places the the baby down, um, he regards that. And as the lady walks away, Shodai's uh, sight lingers on the baby, um, laying at the uh, at the entrance arch of um, of Shodai's village and uh the wind blows softly and hanging from the archers are some um you know some uh paper um like uh paper decorations and slow realization comes to shodai's face and he turns and he looks uh to see if he can see the woman again he's like mother so as you say these words, this woman doesn't turn into your direction and doesn't acknowledge you. But as you are kind of watching this scene unfold, whereas in the still image of the card, you couldn't necessarily hear what was going on. You get a more audible understanding here as she's lowering this baby into the basket. You just hear her voice kind of like in this very docile and warm tone to her. She says, my dear little Shodai, it pains me to have to leave you like this. But in order to keep you safe and in order to make sure that you live a long and healthy life, I must make the sacrifice. And you begin to see that underneath the um, shawl. Again, you still can't see her face fully, but underneath the moonlight, you see the reflection of the moonlight kind of bounce off of what seemed to be small stream of tears as they cascade down her face and kind of just make an impact onto the earth below. And in one final moment, she leans down, she kisses the baby on the forehead, and she says, I love you, my little Shodai. I hope the gods will reunite us one day. But until then, I'm excited to see the man that you'll grow into being. And with that, she kind of walks a little closer to the gate. She puts the bassinet basket down with baby in it. And she kind of puts a little lantern attached to it and knocks, well, knocks on the gate. And before anyone else can arrive, she swiftly kind of disappears in a cloud of purple kind of smoke. And within a few moments of the gate opens to a familiar looking site for you, Shodai. It is your... "Quote unquote father, so to speak." Um, so Shodai looks at his at his father and uh, and the scene of his Shodai's adopted father looking down at baby Shodai, and then Shodai again looks looks to uh, where the woman was standing and is turned into purple mist, purple mist, and he just start 
he starts just no 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 and he like he moves forward and lunges not lunges but he like slowly reaches out to where the mist was and he's like no mom i please no don't and he tries to caress the air where his mother was at um and try and, and tries to hold that moment as he slowly turns back around and and looks at his father picking baby Shodai up and um you know uh there there are tears in Shodai's eye but in Shodai's eyes um but he he smiles um because uh he's able to see the first glimmers of joy uh from his adopted father's eyes as he looks at Shodai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as you kind of take a look upon this scene, the surround your surroundings begin to kind of kind of like when a watercolor painting gets like after it's dried or it's still drying and somebody accidentally spills water, it begins to kind of smear and kind of like coalesce with one another as the colors begin to bleed. And that's essentially what happens. So like a watercolor painting, the site in front of you begins to bleed together and kind of become a little hazy and a little bit unclear. And the same thing happens to your own vision. And as you kind of blink, you find yourself back in the room with you now in your still your dress kimono and things like that. And as you kind of sit with the card in hand, you take a second look at it. And this image that was there once before, it is now just completely blank with nothing but the purple and gold kind of border around this card and a lavender purple background with just blank right there. Should I will tuck that card away uh, by his heart. Hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, with that, you finish getting ready as well as Daidoro and Hitoshi and the three of you make your way on out to the meeting spot you guys decided to go with when everyone was ready. Alrighty. So we go from that to our final trio <laughs> as we have Himiko, Mio and Kaito. You two... How do I put this? So you already know Himiko can get ready herself, but she's like, she's going to put you two to work. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty much. And Mio is totally cool with her because Mio likes to get dressed up. So he's, he's, he's all about it. All about it. Kaito, Kaito will do it when he needs to, but it's like... Um, he knows the folks around him are gonna make him look good. <laughs> make sure he make sure he looks good, but uh, he's yeah. not. He, he doesn't really enjoy dressing up as much. That's um, understandable. <laughs> however, however, Mio loves to dress him. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Oh. And as uh, 
As Kaito is looking through his stuff to try to find the next piece, um, he comes across something that he forgot that he brought with him. And he takes it out and hands to both Himiko and to uh, Mio this small, a very small metal crane that he built. I Like I've said, Kaito's a tinkerer. Kaito enjoys creation and making things, so um, he, he gets it and gets it out and says, I, I, I meant to give this to you guys, to y'all, at the uh, uh, beginning of the tournament as a sign of good luck to us all. And um, I wanted it to be something meaningful from from me as kind of a thank you to you both. I don't think I'd be here with either of you. Without either of you. <laughs> My heart. So Himiko kind of just looks at it. At this point, you both have finished getting her ready. And she kind of just looks at it and smiles and is like, Thank you. And the same goes for both of you. We've known each other for a very long time, and I can't imagine doing this without you two. It's like, I meant it when the three of us made that promise that day that for as long as we're alive, the three of us will conquer the world and do anything, anything that our hearts can dream of. And she kind of just smiles. And says, you know what? I'm going to go put this in my traveling bag back in the room. So I will be back shortly. You two can go ahead and get ready, but I'll be back. And she kind of begins walking and she kind of smiles at both of you before exiting and closing the tatami doors. And you kind of just hear her footsteps begin to dissipate as she walks back to where y'all are staying at, leaving you two uh, alone to get ready. Uh, so Mia will look at the crane and just sort of, he's going to sort of sit off to himself for a little while and kind of really admire it, like the craftsmanship and, you know, taking it in like, wow, you know, really, I mean, to create something like that out of metal takes a lot of skill and dedication and time and, you know, it's not just something you create and you just give to anybody. I mean, it's it's a it feels very personal to him. So he's taking it all in. And Kaito <laughs> sees this and and knows and and kind of knows the impact it's having. And he goes, "I I wanted to do something special for y'all. Like I said, you've been with me on this whole journey." keeping me going even when I didn't want to. I... This is not just a good luck, but a thank you. So... And especially you, might, Neo. You've... You've been through this all with me. You've seen the best and worst parts of me. So... I... I don't feel like I've shown that appreciation enough when we're back home, so... I thought I'd, uh, give you a little surprise and show you how much I do. Uh, he, he, yeah, he sees it. <laughs> He's feeling that for sure. For sure. And 
He, as he usually is, he's not very much of a talker. He's very quiet for the most part. And he just sort of listens and takes it in. And he, he clasps it in his hands and sort of gives you a short, a slight bow just to show his appreciation. And he will put it off to the side in a safe place. Then he's going to go to his, he's like, you know, we really need to get dressed. Uh, he's going to go and he's going to pull out a, a gift for you, actually. And it's sort of wrapped in this sort of green and purple paper. Um, and he's going to hand it to you. And he's like, something special for for the banquet tonight. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, Kaito is going to go ahead and start opening it. And what you'll find inside is a handmade uh, silk obi that Mio actually made. And it's got the, the sort of cherry blossoms and cranes. And it's got, and in it, you can see a the phoenix is sort of in the leaves and this the sort of it's very beautifully done very it's completely handmade not professional because he's not a professional when it comes to <laughs> silk making but it it's very stunning i mean it's got the it's got the gold threading through it um very much like he thinks it's very beautiful he actually he probably thinks it's very not so much, because he's like, oh, I'm not very good at this, but I like this. Um, but yes, so it's a, a silk obi with the cherry blossoms and the phoenix uh, sort of intermingling amongst the, the cherry blossoms. Uh, Kaito's going to take a look at this, and you see the biggest <laughs> smile come across his face. Um, he looks at it and goes, Mio, this is beautiful. You, you made this? He sort of gives a coy smile and sort of nods his head. <laughs> this is, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um... And he kind of just holds it close to his chest um, and takes a deep breath with it and says, when it comes to gifts, this is why I try to make, make, create and make most of mine because I know how special it means for me to give that to somebody. Um, but I... I've never really received a handmade gift from somebody else. Folks will... Those who have given me gifts were like... Star... Store-bought or... Or trinkets. This is the first one where I knew someone else has made. Well, actually take that back. Uh... The only other person who's made me a gift has been my grandmother. And that's who really inspires me to create. So, thank you. This this means a lot. 
as he takes it and puts it in its appropriate place on uh, on his kimono. And, and Mio will ask if he can help you put it on. Oh, uh, yes, of course. As, he'll as help he's you. Like, as he's like taking it and trying to figure out, wait, where does this <laughs> go again? Uh. <laughs> yeah, Mio will help you get it on properly, mm-hmm. tie it off, and you'll step forward and you kind of adjust it but with the way it's supposed to be comes across and has that nice that sort of nice twist in the front and it's all crisp and clean because you know Mio it has to be for Mio um and he'll say you look smart (laughs) Kaito kind of gives a little chuckle and goes well if smart uh (laughs) Hopefully don't mean smart, as in a poet. We clearly oh. saw what happened there. <laughs> Mia will laugh. He'll go, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Almost a little embarrassed. <laughs> like, almost like he feels like he insulted you. And then <laughs> he'll, he'll I, say, no, no, no. He'll say, no, uh, I, what I, I meant, I meant, like, you're, you, you're handsome. Thank you. And he goes, and, oh, oh. And he kind of turns away from before you have a chance to say anything to him because he's, you can tell that he's like uneasy. <laughs> but he runs it. He's yeah. like, one more thing. I got one more thing. And he digs in his thing and he okay. brings you um, in his hands. He has a clasp in his hands and he says, one more gift for you. Okay. I made myself because, and he's, and he's sort of stuttering through this. Like, you can tell he's sort of nervous. You can tell he's sort of like, he's a little shaky. <laughs> um, but he says, as you said before, we've always been there for each other. And he's like, and then you say that you you never get handmade gifts. And and he's like, and, he, and it's, the conversation is sort of like all over the place. Like truly, just like, <laughs> It's really he's sort of rambling on, really. And Kaito, Kaito sitting there, like e- e- even with all of the different paths this is taking, he's <laughs> he's just sitting there chuckling and and smiling. Um, and and he he's known you well enough that he knows that uh, you can be a nervous person. And I know I'm just giving <laughs> yeah. you the time, giving you the space to get it out and you know you won't get any judgment from Kaito <laughs> so you can take as long or as little as you need um, and he'll and he'll stop rambling and he's just gonna have a deep breath and he's gonna go Kaito you mean a lot to me and all I want is for you to be successful at everything that you do and Therefore, I want. I made this for you, and he hands you uh, this beautiful sort of. And again, it's it's handmade as well. Uh, an omamari, uh, and it's sort of again. Let me see if I can. I can actually share it with everybody if everybody wants to see it. Um, in this sort of beautiful floral design, uh, with a 
strip in the center that has some writing in the middle. And the writing translates close to me. And he says that you're, I feel that we're, that you're very close to me. And, and we've been through a lot together. And he's gonna, then he's gonna sort of take a moment. And he says, you say you never have things handmade for you. I hope that that will no longer be the case. For I will always hand make things. As he takes this and he tucks it into your obi, and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he's sort of just quiet, and he just looks at you. <clears throat> you look at Kaito's face, and you can see in his eyes are kind of or if they could they could glow because what you are telling him is something that he's never thought about really ever um and you kind of see you kind of see some tears well up a bit cuz one thing one thing with Kaito he he really feeds off of the energy of others and you're the energy you're giving him is incredibly happy it's incredibly fulfilling and he's he just stares right back at you he you can tell he has no further words and just the smile on his face you can read like a book that he he's trying to process it but he is at the same time he is so happy and and when he finally able to say anything he goes Neo I hope there never comes a day when you're not in my sight, that you're not by my side. And he will look at you and he will say, as long as there's a breath in my body, I will always be here for you. You will never want for anything. Kaito kind of just, kind of like bows his head just far enough to where our foreheads meet and you can feel just the connection between you and I and how everything just feels right. Mm -hmm. yep. And we'll hold that position for a little for a little bit. Feeling each other's energy. Until Mio feeling the courage of the spirits themselves will look up into your eyes he will put his hands on either side of your face and he will lean in and he will kiss you Kaito returns the favor <laughs> and as he breaks away 
once once we break away, he simply goes, so this is what it feels like. And it will always feel like. Mio, I love you. I love you too. As Kaito immediately goes in for another kiss. Yep. Mio will return. And then eventually Mio will say, he'll, he will say, we really do need to get dressed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone's waiting for us. Yeah. And as Kaito still has Mio in an embrace, mm-hmm. oh, he yeah. looks over. He's not, not letting yeah, go. <laughs> and sees the plant he picked at the uh, last test and he goes fate always finds a way huh come on let's let's show him how the phoenixes fly indeed <clears throat> and we're gonna go okay we'll go ahead finish getting ready and we will join the rest <sighs> I need a moment <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's there's just no words to describe um, as the two of you uh, finish getting dressed and you make your way out to the room to go meet with everyone. The camera kind of pans back a little bit as Himiko is about a couple of feet behind you. You two are kind of just talking and just join each other's company. And from a distance, she kind of smiles and to herself she kind of says it's about time you two were honest with your feelings and she kind of <laughs> says to herself <laughs> she kind of says to yeah kind of <laughs> says to herself a trio we will always be but i hope the winds of fate take you two into new heights and that i hope that the world We'll get to experience the light and the warmth that you two bring to my life. And she kind of just smiles and begins walking to meet up with the rest of you. All right. So on that little note, I say let's take a short break. We got some feelings to process. So um, if you all need to go to the bathroom, go get some water, you know, take some time for yourselves. Uh, we'll do so. We'll pick it back up at the top of the hour. Ooh, I need a minute. <laughs> we we were planning feels, that out, though. and I'm still tearing the <laughs> fuck up from it. <laughs> I mean, as yep. a man dating a man, uh, as a man dating several men, technically, uh, this was one of the most gayest things I've seen. <laughs> At least you're honest. Way possible. It is teenage romance. And it's so pure. This was very nice. Thank you for for letting me be part of this. (laughs) Just listening to it was was good. Was very good. I (laughs) applaud the It was it was nice. I'm gonna go uh, get refreshments. (laughs) Go for it. 
I could drink to you that. Gave, you gave the two theater people the ability to <laughs> essentially improv and do their own romance scene. Listen, <laughs> to the rest of you, you have ha you have no idea how long I've been waiting to get this ball rolling. And then they both knocked it out of the fucking park. <laughs> like the three of us talked about it. We came up with some ideas and I told them, all right, this is when it's going to happen. Here's the time frame. So when it happens, I'm going to just let you two roll for it. I was not ready <laughs> for how wholesome and how crazy this was going to be. And my little heart is just like, God damn. <laughs> I, I honestly was considering having Kaito be a little bit like, oh, wait, what, what, what? Like, like that whole thing. Um, Cause that was a, a, the atten uh, original intention was to have him be completely oblivious to Mio's uh, hints and whatnot. Um, but there was just something about it where I turned it to the inter made it more internal processing of everything. Um, one thing you probably, I, I mean, we could probably add this on is that Neo, that, uh, internally, Kaito was kind of going through a flashback loop in his head, flashback film in his head, of all the times we've spent together and now truly understanding it. And... Yeah, and that's why he was like, like... This is right. <laughs> Yay. All I gotta say is chef's kiss. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> yeah, bra brava. Brava. I'm...